Morning Commute Podcast. Hey everyone, this is my Morning Commute Podcast. I started this podcast... uh, (laughs) Hey everyone, this is my Morning Commute Podcast. I am starting this podcast. This is episode one. Hey everyone, this is episode one of my morning... This is... Hey everyone, this is my... Hey everyone, this is episode... Hey everyone, this is episode one of my podcast series. I'm not exactly sure where this podcast series will go, um, but what I will say about this podcast series is that it's going to be very business related. So I'll be speaking about topics like networking, sales, marketing, um, be talking about businesses in the local area, and um, having conversations or interviews with local business owners. So it can go several different ways, this podcast. Um, so it could be very, you know, some episodes could be geared towards just marketing or some episodes could be just networking or an interview series. So that might just come off of this. But right now it's in the beginning phase and I'm looking to build up my listener audience and also um, find out what people want. Let's find out what people are looking for. So let me start off with who I am and why you might want to listen to my podcast series. So my name is Michael Esposito, and I am a local insurance agent. I am not a business owner in the sense of owning a business, a brick and mortar. I work for an insurance agency called Accent Insurance Services in Highland, New York, and I sell multiple lines of insurance for businesses, for personal, for personal use, for home and auto, um, business insurance, workers' comp, all the all the mix, and what I learned was that you know from my experience in terms of cold calling and prospecting was people don't want to be bothered, and so I tried to start giving a lot more content, and it was insurance-related content, and I've been shifting from insurance-related content to content that is just in you know speaks to the business owners themselves to whatever I can offer them. And so that's what this series is for, is to be able to offer that to, um, to the business owners. And I started Mespo Inc., um, which is you know just a play on my name, M, Mespo, M for Michael, and Espo, e, Espo is short for Esposito. And I started that to be able to have a platform to share my business experiences, my business knowledge, or other people's business experiences and knowledge that you can learn from. I started it to be able to provide more value and more content to business owners um, so that you know they can get to know me outside of just selling them an insurance policy. And hopefully from there, of course, yeah, you know, I mean, we're all... We're all working to make money. So, of course, if I could sell a policy or two while doing this, then obviously that's awesome. But I also don't know where this will take me, this medium, in terms of podcasting, videos, um, all the different things I'm doing on social media and blogging. And I don't know where that's going to take me either in terms of my career. You know, I had a mapped out vision that I was going to be an insurance agent, buy an agency, and become, you know, this big insurance agency owner. Um, in the next five or 10 years, but that might still be the way that I'm going, but it's not necessarily the only way that I'm going. So just growing in different ways. 
I did say that I was going to give you the reason why you should listen. So that's a little bit about me and where I'm going. And you'll hear more about that on these podcasts. But why I think you should listen is because this podcast, this is the first one. And obviously, it's a little rough. Um, but they're only going to get better. If you look at my YouTube channel and you look at some of the videos that I've produced, um, you can see that when I start a project, it, it might be a little shaky. And the reason for that is because you can't wait till things are perfect. That's one thing I'm going to stress all the time is that if you wait for perfection, you're just never going to do it. And I would say that perfection is what actually stops people from doing the things that they love or that they want to do because they think they have to be perfect at it. So you don't have to be perfect. You can strive for perfection, um, but just try to be great. Try to try to just get things done and do it and just try to improve every time. I'm not saying just throw it against the wall and hope it sticks. I'm saying throw it against the wall, hope it sticks and find out why it didn't stick and try to throw it again the next time and hopefully it'll stick longer and just keep trying harder and harder. So that's you know, why this is a little rough. And I think you should listen to my podcast because it's only going to get better. I'm only going to improve. I'm only going to learn different ways and different techniques and strategies to be able to provide you some really valuable content and provide you with, you know, the skills and, and the information that you need to be able to perform at your job or open your business or, or market your business and all the different things that it encompasses. So I really think you should listen to this podcast, not just because it's going to improve, but because all this podcast is about is driving you, um, not driving, excuse me, um, but getting you more information and content that you need to be able to be successful. And the only way I can do that is if you connect with me. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably somebody that I know. You're probably somebody who I've met before. I would say reach out to me. You know, you probably have my cell phone number. And if you don't, it's real simple. It's everywhere. I have
Hi. I decided to make a daily podcast. I plan on speaking about what I'm going through in terms of starting this business enterprise that I'm trying to develop. I was inspired by Gimlet and its founders, Alex Bloomberg and Matt Lieberman. I have been listening to their podcast, Startup, which is pretty much along the same lines. Well, actually, I'm inspired by it because I want to do something like it. So I'm pretty much doing what they're doing. But the reason why I want to do it as well, even though it's already been done before, is that, one, I don't think that many people do it. And two, the other person that I'm inspired by and that I listen to a lot and that I follow his advice would be Gary V or Gary Vander... I I can never say his last name properly, but Gary V. Everybody knows him as that. He's a big media expert. And something that he's said before is, wouldn't it be so cool if you could be a fly on the wall when Steve Jobs was creating Apple or any of these other huge founders were creating their big masterpieces that we know today as Spotify or iTunes or whatever it is. Um, Obviously, this podcast has not been thought out completely. Right now, I'm just kind of spitballing and talking so that I can get this started. I, I've been talking about getting a podcast started for a really long time, and I'm kind of at a point where I have to do it because now I'm letting myself down, and I don't want that to be the case. I want to be able to make something and be proud of it. Whether it's a $100 million idea or it's just my job for the next 20 or 50 years, I want to be able to do something that I enjoy regularly and do it well, and people are proud of it. I also intend on doing this a lot better. I know right now this sounds like crap. I have some experience with this. I've made videos, and my very first videos were very similar to this, of just no direction, no idea, just getting started, getting my feet off the ground, getting acclimated with the technology, getting used to hearing my voice, getting used to hearing myself speak. And from there, I came up with a show or a daily, or excuse me, a weekly blog or video blog or whatever the heck you want to call it called my quick tip Tuesdays and on quick tip Tuesdays every week they get better and that's nah I'm not just saying that because it's me I'm saying that because I I look at it from an objective point of view as if it was somebody else doing it what do I think is good um so anyway so yeah so I'm going to document my progress so today is day one of my podcasting today's day one of my podcast where I am I am documenting the progress of my startup business so I guess let me get into what my startup business is and this might actually help me understand what my startup business is I currently am an insurance agent at Accent Insurance Services 
and I sell insurance policies. I guess that's what my bosses would say that that's what I do, that I sell insurance policies to business owners and to regular everyday people for home and auto and for their commercial insurance. I also believe that that's what they want me to do full-time and only, and so does my wife. Um, Part of my strategy at working there is to become really good at that, uh, selling insurance and buying their business and growing it. There are a few things that I would do differently, and that would be I would like to have a sales team. Uh, Well, first, let me take a step back. So part of my vision is to purchase their business, and it's to purchase their their business and grow it, and I would grow it by having a sales team and by having a huge company or a larger company than what they are right now. And that larger company to me looks like 20 sales reps and account managers and CSRs, industry term for receptionists, um, that would run the business. I would also have a GM that would run the day-to-day operations. Um, I could be the CEO, CEO or just, uh, just collect a paycheck from it, quite honestly. I don't want anything to do with the day-to-day which is a little concerning to me. I am concerned that I want to own a business, but I don't want anything to do with the day-to-day. That's a little strange. Outside of the fact that I do want to train my sales team, inspire my sales team, and lead them as well. So in a way, I do want to be a part of it. And I think when I describe my thoughts to people, it's more of like insurance is a product and it's the product and the insurance business is my business and honestly it wouldn't matter what the product was as long as I own a business that's my dream that's what I want so anyway so that's part like one of the business that I'm building part two would be the media that I or the marketing media that I am building as well that marketing media also known currently as Mespo Media excuse me nope that's not what it's called right now, but I think that's what we're going to develop into. It's Mespo Inc. And Mespo Inc. is a website and a quote-unquote media company that I built, um, which is actually Mespo Inc. Jeez. All right. Well, this helps clear things up, right? So Mespo Inc. is actually a DBA to my LLC, and the LLC is Esposito Professional Services LLC. The DBA is Mespo Inc. So I need to incorporate that, get that incorporated um, or change it to Mespo Media or something like that. It's a play on my name and maybe there's a better name out there. Anyway, here's where I'm at right now, right? So Mespo Media or Mespo, <laughs> MespoInc.com is a website that I created, built it myself. Yep, pat on the back. Uh, that hosts a uh, copyright so blogs videos and I wanted to host podcasts so I wanted to I want to hit my audience and this again is a strategy that was taught to me by Gary V I want to hit my audience in every way possible that they might take it in so if you read you have the blog to read if you listen you have the podcast to listen to and if you're visual you have the videos and Every piece of content that I create should have 
all three of those involve. So if I write a blog about driving on highways and how dangerous it is to relate it to insurance, of course, and how dangerous it is to drive on highways at 90 miles an hour with no seatbelt on, then that blog post should also have a podcast where I'm speaking about that. And it should also have a video where you can see me speaking about it or see some visuals of maybe driving really fast or car accidents or some statistics flashing on the screen. And so that's the marketing aspect of everything. The third part to all of this is I'm also a public speaker. Currently, I am the president of my Toastmaster Club. And judging on this podcast right now, you wouldn't believe that. But I've come a long way. Yes, I have. Anyway, um, as a public speaker, I intend and plan on speaking for, well, getting paid speaking gigs, one, and speaking to inspire my sales teams and my companies. And so the third portion of that would be, of the marketing at least, would be being having those paid, having those paid speaking gigs to where I'm speaking about marketing, I'm speaking about insurance, I'm speaking about leading a team, and I'm inspiring others. And from there, they're either following me, and they're getting to know me, and um, what I stand for, and my companies, and everything my companies have to offer. And in turn, they either buy from me, or they go to one of my speaking events, or one of those things. Um, Part of the public speaking, that would branch out into having uh, classes, it would branch out into having... Um, things online, uh, like online classes and coaching and mentoring and another type of team that would help people in public speaking or in business or like consulting kind of thing um, for that because public speaking and leadership pretty much go hand in hand as much as some may not know that. That's the truth is that if you can't speak, you can't lead a team. People are not going to listen to somebody or this podcast if all I'm doing is rambling and not giving you the information in a way that you can actually listen to and find somewhat appealing. So those are the three businesses. Now I'm trying to figure out how to link them all up, make them a real business and profitable business, and I'm trying to figure out whether it's Am I going to have three separate businesses, three separate companies that I'm running? Or am I going to have one company and franchise it? Um, What I mean by that is because I have these three companies, they all feed into my insurance business. In other words, I have my insurance business that I'm looking to grow. I have a sales team that's in there that's looking to grow. If I do the media and the marketing the way that I'm currently doing the media and marketing, so I'm making videos, I'm writing blogs, I'm doing podcasts that are all promoting insurance and my insurance business, I'm the face of that as the CEO or president, whatever you want to call it, and then I'm doing paid speaking gigs, talking about insurance, talking about leadership, talking about all the things I just discussed, All of that can be linked to my insurance business. And if I can make that a profitable and successful business, then why wouldn't I double it, triple it, and make it even bigger than what it is? I don't want to be um, traveling the country with uh, having different agencies all around the country. So to me, the solution to that would be to franchise it. 
And the reason for that is I am a family man. I love my wife and my children and I want to spend as much time with them as possible and I don't want to be on the road and I know that that might not be very realistic and I'll look back at this podcast and go, wow, that was not realistic at all, Michael. But anyway, in the meantime, right now where I'm at in my life, I want to live where I live in New York here. I live in Highland, New York currently. I want to live where I live. Yeah, and I am documenting everything. So I'm saying Highland, New York intentionally because when I listen back at this 20 years from now, I might be living on a beach in Malibu. Anyway, um, but right now I want to live where my family lives. I want to be close to my parents, my siblings, my cousins, my aunts and uncles, and my, my wife's family as well and be able to just jump in the car and see family. And I don't want to be away on a business trip missing out on birthdays or dance recitals or things like that. Um, so anyway, the solution to that for me is rather than opening up multiple agencies, which I do understand, I could do that just on the Northeast. That's fine. I, I get it. But again, still, okay, there's always going to be travel. I get it. All right, done. Let's move on from there. Anyway, what I see as a solution is a franchise model where I don't have to get on the road and visit every location on a regular basis because basically essentially a franchisee is a business owner they own that franchise they own that business so if they buy an insurance franchise from me and i support them through my marketing through my podcast through my public speaking through my training through my online training through everything i just talked about as three separate businesses and i combine that all into one package and i give that to them for obviously their franchise fee then they're up and running and I don't have to visit them. Maybe we'll have a conference once a year or twice a year or whatever it is. But I don't have to do much because they're already self-motivated to have a successful business. And that's why I think that that model is a really great sustainable one. And plus, it'll just grow. And my goal in life isn't to work the rest of my life. I think I will because of just my mindset but my goal in life is to enjoy family and enjoy traveling with them and doing fun things with them and being financially free. Well, I'm going to cut this podcast off now. It's 11 o'clock and I have a meeting and um, it's a Toastmasters meeting. So I'm going to be going in there and uh, meeting with them. And I'm also setting up the room. I'm doing a speech today. I plan on making this podcast again tomorrow and telling you all about how I feel and where I'm at. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye, everyone. This is day two of my daily podcasting. I started this series uh, in order to get acclimated with podcasting. So some of this may not ever even make the airwaves, but uh, I needed to get started. And so that's why I'm doing this. Um, Hopefully in the next couple weeks or months, you will be listening to these podcasts that I'm trying to put together. Right now, I am trying to get myself out the door to get to the office, and I'll give you my inner dialogue on that. I think that, I guess that's what this podcast is, actually. I think this podcast is my inner dialogue of, well, I should probably stop using some sort of radio voice, I guess. (laughs) Um, All right, let's find Michael's voice. Maybe that's today's quest. Um, All right, I have to stop saying um because that... I'm a Toastmaster and I shouldn't be saying um. Let's start over. (laughs) 
Isn't that what we all want to do? Just start over. Right now I'm trying to find food. I decided that I'm going to become a vegan, which is completely unrealistic for me, um, considering I've been a meat eater and a dairy lover my entire life. And so I decided I'm going to become a vegan. So now in order to find food for myself for lunch, I, I am struggling. I typically pack my lunch for the day. I get myself going. I don't like buying lunch. Um, one, I think, well... It's not a waste. It's not a waste of money if you have money, but when you don't have money, it's a waste of money. That was my shaker bottle that you just heard. Sorry for all the background noise. Yeah. So right now, the, my hardest thing to do is find lunch. I usually, well, why don't I go through my daily diet? Isn't that exciting for this podcast? Michael's daily diet. Here's Michael's daily diet. All right. Before I decided I was going to go vegan, which by the way, I'm not vegan. And nor do I think I will be a vegan, although you never know, right? So here's what I used to eat. I would have, and I still kind of have, I have oatmeal, a shake, and four eggs for breakfast. Not all at once. There's different times in between that, but I'm going to spare you all the fun details. And then for lunch, we'll typically have nuts and like a bunch of mixed nuts a yogurt with some flaxseed and some other sorts of seeds. And again, spare you all the details, but it's a mix of nuts and a mix of other seeds and everything in my yogurt. It's a beautiful day out, by the way. Walking outside, sun's shining. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up with this podcast right now because I want to drive with my windows down. All right. So anyway, so I eat a lot of nuts and yogurt and all sorts of stuff. I then have a shake again. I work out. I exercise is what I guess I should say because I'm not like a bodybuilder or anything like that. I'm just, I work out. I keep in shape. And um, so that's my lunch. Then I'll have a shake again. All of this is like throughout the day. Like I pretty much break up all of my meals. Everything that I've said, I have like at least an hour or two between each, each one of these meals that I have. And then for dinner... Um, we'll have like broccoli and chicken or something else, but wait a second, let's take a backtrack here, right? Because I'll come home from work being starving or, you know, at least that's what we say we are, we're starving and I will make some kind of like cheese and crackers or just eat a block of cheese (laughs) and just love cheese. I mean... Who doesn't love cheese? Cheese is delicious. So I will eat a lot of cheese. And anyway, then we'll have dinner, which is a meat-focused dinner, forcing our children to eat all of their chicken before they can even have any types of dessert or anything. Um, And then, of course, vegetables. Like, we're very big on the vegetables at home, so that's a good thing. Uh, This podcasting is harder than I thought. I'm figuring that I'll be able to edit a lot of this stuff so that you as the listener can enjoy a good, smooth podcast. But for the most part, I don't think that this will be an easy transition. I think right now I'm just getting used to listening to myself speak. I guess this is kind of like a daily vlog. Well, it'd be a vlog if I was videoing it. I'm just recording it, so it's a daily podcast. So this is my like daily podcast that you're listening to something I said I would do, and here I am doing it as this person blows a stop sign. 
I went around them because they blew a stop sign and I wasn't just going to slam on my brakes. So, all right. Hopefully that'll all get edited out as well. Michael edited that out. Now, back to what I eat all day long. I also eat cookies and I like my cookies with some milk and I'll have my cookies and milk at dinner time and anyway the whole point of what I'm saying is that it's really hard to become a vegan when you eat the way that I eat it's also really hard to do a daily podcast pack your lunch get out of the house drive your car with all these crazy people around me. I had one person blow a stop sign, another person give me a dirty look. Although, like, are people giving us dirty looks when we're driving or are people just, like, kind of looking funny because they're looking into the sunlight? I'm going to go with the latter and that it's really just our own self that's, like, thinking this way. Anyway, I shot a video today for Toastmasters trying to help them create content. And... I am trying to create content, and that's why I am making this daily podcast. This daily podcast is to create content. It's not just to be hearing myself speak. It's not to hear my own voice. It's to get myself acclimated to giving content every single day of the week, which is a lot, and I know I am speaking like a robot. I am having fun doing it. All right, daily content. What is daily content? Daily content is information that I can share with you, the listener, that's going to get you through your day, that's going to help you accomplish your tasks, your goals, your visions for the day. And what kind of content can I give you every single day that's going to do that? One of them can be just me doing this. In other words, I am accomplishing a goal and therefore you're like, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. And I'm going to tell you if I can do it, you can do it. Here's my story probably the most interesting part of the podcast. Huh. Maybe that's how this podcast series should start. It should start with my story. It should start where with where I began and where I am and where I'm going. That's a thought, right? Do you want to hear a story? Do you want to hear where I began, where I started, and where I am today? Um, I can share that with you, I guess. I'm pretty open about most things in my life. I'll be a little bit more... I might not want to be recorded on some of the things in my life, but I'll share with you, all right? Let's start from day one with Michael. (laughs) The day Michael was born, 1982. Well, that's the year. The day Michael was born, January 12th, 1982. I was born in New York City, Beth Israel Hospital in Manhattan. I was then taken home to Queens, where I was born and raised. Well, born in, born in Manhattan, raised in Queens, right? And that's a big deal because people think that Manhattan is the city and not Queens. So I can say, I was born in the city. The five boroughs make up the city. I don't think I'd listen to this podcast. My inner dialogue is battling with me right now as to what the hell I am talking about right now. 
I think it's because I'm just talking. And that's the challenge. Challenging myself to talk every day. I've... I did a video vlog a while back uh, where I shot 30 videos for 30 days. I don't think I made it to 30, but it accomplished what I wanted, which was to get to my Quick Tip Tuesdays. I make Quick Tip Tuesday videos where every Tuesday I shoot a really great video and gives information about insurance. And that's what I'm trying to do right now with this podcast is challenge myself to every day get on here and record, geez, maybe 10 minutes of record time and hopefully find something in here that is worth sharing with you, the listener. You, the listener, that's who you are. You are the listener. Yeah, well, this is tough. Doing a podcast, a daily podcast, is tougher than I thought. Here, I'm going to vent about something here. All right, I got something for us, right? I'm part of Toastmasters, which is a public speaking group. And any time I tell anybody about it, one, they either laugh about it, or two, they tell me about how great of a public speaker they are. However, I've never heard any of them speak publicly, and a lot of times when I'm speaking to them in conversation, I don't even know what kind of message they're trying to send. So I can't imagine what they would do in front of an audience. I think a lot of people think that they're great at something until they finally do it, and they're like, oh, wow, well, I probably wasn't that good. I'll give you a really good example. I went to an open mic for stand-up comedy once, and... I was an open micer. Now, I think I have a pretty good evaluation of myself. I'm very self-reflective, and I'm also a very good critic of myself. Not good, but maybe I'm also a critic of myself. Let's put it that way. And I think I did fairly well. I, I won some of the audience over. I got some of them laughing at my jokes, and I was able to get up there and do a couple jokes about myself and about my... I had just gotten married, about my honeymoon... And people laughed. And I got off stage with a round of applause and whatever, right? But there was also a woman who went up there and she was just rambling. And she thought all of her stories were so funny. And she was telling us about how she's so funny and how everybody told her she should get on stage and share these stories on stage. My point to saying this is not to be mean or to criticize her. My point is, is that she probably is the life of a party. She probably does have really great stories, and when she's sitting around a table, she's really good at telling them and getting everybody to laugh. But on stage, it's a totally different world. When you're on stage, you have to cater to your audience. You have to be able to pull, you have to share that story and not tell it and go, well, you you had to be there. If you're telling a story that you had to be there for, then you probably shouldn't even tell it because nobody's gonna get it. It's kind of like explaining a joke. Well, it's the same thing with public speaking. And the reason why I bring all this up is it's the same thing with podcasting. People think that they have so much to share and they're like, and they, people think they have so much to share and they just want to, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. We should start a show about this. We should make a reality show. But the truth is, is that it's really difficult. The reality shows that we see on TV, the podcasts that we listen to, these are really, these are a lot. Let me put it this way. Let me put it differently. These are a lot of hours that are edited down into the content that we receive. What I mean by that is someone shooting a reality TV show 
or a podcast with like like this, like a re- a, a, a daily vlog, like this. It's hours of footage. It's hours of audio that is condensed into a 30-minute podcast or an hour podcast or, you know, a 45-minute sitcom or not sitcom, but reality show. It's hours upon hours upon hours. And yeah, I think everybody's story matters and is probably entertaining. And I think everybody can find a way to express it to where people want to listen. The question is, are they willing to put in the time to do it? And I think that's what makes me different than most of the people around me. And when I say I go to Toastmasters, I go weekly and I look at it as practice and I rehearse things and I work really hard at being able to be a better speaker every time. I listen to speakers speak. I listen to them and I also pay attention to what they're doing when they're speaking. Sometimes I don't even hear the speech. I just, I'm just watching them. And that's to learn. If you, if I meet someone and they say, well, I'm a good speaker, while I appreciate that they might be willing to get on stage and speak or be willing to get behind a camera or a microphone and speak, I appreciate that. But I don't think they can do it over the course of time, the time that it takes to be able to do all of this. And I might be speaking wrong. I might be completely wrong about this and off base, but I don't think I am because I'm a I play basketball, but I wouldn't say to an NBA player, I could play in the NBA. I play basketball. I play at my level. I play at my level and I don't practice. I don't spend hours upon, nor did I, spend hours upon hours at the gym shooting hundreds and thousands of jump shots every single day or do all the endurance training that they do every single day. And even the guys that do that or girls that do that, they they still don't make it to the professional level. It really takes an elite, elite, elite player to do that. And that's the same in anything else in life. If you're not spending hours upon hours honing your skills, every single little skill within that profession, then you're never going to make it to the elite. You might have that viral video. You might have that viral uh, video that, that you know, the news picks up on and you get a million hits on it and everything. But how do you replicate that? There truly is no way to replicate it. Companies have been formed to try to replicate viral videos. And they've succeeded in the sense that they've made more than one. But they didn't find a formula because the truth is there is no real formula to striking gold, to getting lucky. But there is a formula to consistently doing well and being excellent. And that formula is putting in the time. And that's what these podcasts are. They're me putting in the time. I'm putting in the time to be a better speaker, to be a better narrator, to be a better storyteller, to be a better interviewer, to be a better person that has something to contribute. That when you turn on my podcast, you don't go, why am I listening to this? I want people to be excited when they turn on my podcast, to be inspired. I listen to podcasts and sometimes... I cry. I have listened to podcasts and literally cried. Not cried because their story was sad. Like it wasn't like about like someone dying or anything. I cried because they inspired me to a level that made me cry. That I was so inspired. I cried. 
And I, I'll tell you, one of this, those podcasts is Startup um, by Gimlet Media. And those guys sold to, to Spotify recently for over $200 million. But listening to the story of Alex and Matt is what inspired me to do this daily podcast. I was listening to their story. I think it was like episode two or episode three. And they were just talking about the investors and people getting it and people not getting it. And he talks about his dialogue with his wife. And I'm listening to it and I'm like, that's how I feel. And he hit something with me and I just cried. And that's the inspiration I want to give you. I'm not, I don't want you to cry, but I want you to be inspired. I want you to feel like, go out there and go get it. And for me, it's the communication world. For me, it's the media, it's the TV, it's the, it's the shooting videos, it's the making podcasts, it's the interviews. That's for me. So for me, I'm so lucky because I receive my information that I want to learn about and it's the inf- and the information that I'm receiving is about the things that I want to learn about. So what, what I mean by that confusing statement is that I want to learn how to make podcasts and videos and audio and, and hit and, and, and communicate in the communication world. And meanwhile, I'm listening, it, listening to it through there. Um, what might clarify that statement, because it's still not clear, is like if you're a, a builder and you build houses, listening to podcasts about building houses is really great. But it's not like you're on the job watching a guy with a hammer and a nail teach you how to build a house. Whereas like for me, I want to learn how to do a podcast. So I'm listening to a podcast and listening to a guy tell me how to do a podcast. So it's pretty awesome for me. Um, I'm going to leave you all with that. I think that this last five minutes was a really good one um, to share with you is that these podcasts, these daily podcasts that I'm going to be doing are to inspire and to get you motivated to do whatever it is your dreams are. I... I believe that I'm accomplishing my dream. I believe that I'm on the path to get my dream. I know I'm not there. Right now I'm just like, man, I'm just crawling. (laughs) If you even want to call it that. But you're all going to be witnesses to it. So thanks for listening. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Day three of my podcast recordings. I think I'm getting more comfortable doing my recordings. Day three. I realize I'm probably going to edit most of this, so I should be more comfortable, shouldn't I? I feel... I feel like... Um, I don't know how to express myself right now. I'm working through a lot of things. And um, one of them is if I'm wasting my time where I'm at. I feel like I'm not making a lot of money right now where, where I am. And in part, that's my doing. <clears throat> I'm commission only. And so I earn what I make, what I, what I do, what I, so I'm commission only. So I earn what I work towards. So I, you know, um, whatever I sell, I earn. It's weird. Being commission only is, it's 
especially with my background, is a little strange because I know that I could get a job that has a salary and make more money. I just don't want it. And that's why I know, like, this is the right process for me. It's just that what's hard is the money. What's hard is not having enough money to pay my bills, not having enough money to help my family, my wife and kids. My wife pretty much supports our entire family, not by choice. I never had a sit-down conversation with her of, here's what my plan is, and here's what I need you. I never asked her if she would be okay to be poor for the rest of the next 10 years, I guess. I just keep telling her, believe in me, and hope that it works, and trust me, and tell her those things and she has no clue if it's going to work or not and I keep scaring the crap out of her by changing my mind with different things I mean I think as an entrepreneur as a new business owner as somebody who's starting something from scratch something new something different something innovative my mind's always going to change my mind hasn't changed on whether I want to do this outside of money for instance for outside of money for um, whatever Uh, my mind hasn't changed on that it's just how I'm doing it you know moves around a little bit to see you know I think sometimes I get a better idea or a new thought comes in or somebody um, or somebody gives me a better idea or I find a better idea or a better strategy and I try to implement it and it changes things and it scares her because she's like well wait a second that's not the path that you were on Because the path, I wouldn't say the path changes. I would say that the path leads in different ways. Um, It's kind of like watching a movie, you know, a scary movie. It's like watching, here we go. It's like watching a scary movie. And instead of when the bad guy breaks down the door, instead of running up the stairs and hiding under the bed, you choose to run out the back door. Or you choose to run down to the basement. All three of those scenarios have a different ending. Going upstairs, hiding under a bed, running out the back door, or running down to the basement are all three different ways that you could run away from somebody who's busting down your door. And all all three of those scenarios are going to lead to a different ending in that story. What a great analogy to (laughs) make for my startup or for my entrepreneurship that it is a scary movie and I'm trying to find out if I'm going to run up the stairs and hide under a bed, run out a back door to never be seen again, (laughs) or run down to my basement and tool around with some things to find some kind of way to defend myself against the intruder. Um, Wow, that's an interesting scenario. I guess... I guess I'm not trying to hide, I'm not trying to run away, and I am trying to find a way, so I guess I'm going down to the basement and I'm going to hold this fort down. I'm going to find a way to hold the fort down. And the bad guy at the door, the debt collectors, or the people, or the naysayers that say that I can't do it. And honestly, there aren't that many people around me who say I can't do it. I think it's more that there's more people around me who are worried about me and worried about where I'm going. I also am, I'll say, a pretty good salesman. and I mean, people have said that too, but 
I'll say for, for you know, non-egotistical reasons, but um, I'm a pretty good salesman and I carry myself with really good, I think on the outside, I can carry myself with a really great uh, confidence level that people buy into and believe. So even though like inside I, as you can hear in the beginning of these podcast starts, inside I'm dying inside and feel like I'm going nowhere and unsuccessful and all the bad things on the outside people don't really see that so they do think I'm successful they think that this is working for me so I don't get that many naysayers but um, I think people are wondering what the hell I'm doing (laughs) I mean why wouldn't they be I'm driving an old car but I wear a nice suit and I work for this nice insurance company, but I make less than 20 grand a year. I make less money than our receptionists who work there and complain about their job. I make less money than almost all of my friends. I I can't honestly, unless somebody's unemployed (laughs) and even if they're unemployed, they're got a steady paycheck of unemployment coming in, but I make less money than them. And for some reason, I think that what I'm doing is going to work. And I feel like sometimes I feel like what I'm doing is a waste of time, like that I'm wasting my time. Not that what like this podcast, I I don't think this podcast is a waste of time. But what I'm saying is that I'm wasting my time. I don't know how I could identify that better. Um, I just like I'm sometimes I feel like I lose focus. And I'll sit at my desk and just look at emails and just tool around. I hate to say that I go on social media, but I do at night. Um, but I, I, I then want to excuse it by saying I'm on there because I'm studying the habits of my potential viewers. Because everything I'm trying to build is based around social media. Social media is the main driver to what I'm trying to build. And so anyway, so sometimes I feel like I lose focus and I'm like, oh man, I'm just wasting the day away and I got nothing done. The other side of that, I did get a lot done. You know, I think a lot in the morning. I put my thoughts together. I try to take some action. I try to get a couple things done. This podcast is something that I'm trying to get off the ground and moving with and trying to get through the hurdles hoping that in the next five years I'm going to start seeing some results from what I'm doing and hopefully reaping some benefits I'm okay if it's not profitable right away just really want a great product that I put out there that I'm proud of and that people respect and want to be a part of because I feel like if in the next five years I can do that if, if in the next five years I can make a product that um If in the next five years I can make a product that people want to engage with, that people see as productive, that people see as positive, that they believe that by being attached to that product or service that I offer, that they'll be successful too, then that's a success for me. And maybe in, you know, to me, it'll definitely turn a profit then. It'll, uh, there's no way it won't. I mean, I feel that I have integrity and 
that I treat people with respect and dignity and that if I continue to do that and share my thoughts and ideas and be transparent and helpful and loving and caring about everyone around me, that that's going to come back to me. And it'll come back in in people and personalities. It'll come back in friendships. It'll come back in listeners and viewers and readers. And I think it'll also come back in monetary. I mean, I hate to talk about money, but we need it. I really do. I hate to talk about money. I also know a utopian society without money, without different levels, will probably never exist. I shouldn't say never, but won't exist in my lifetime. I know that. And just human nature is going to be hard to make that exist. You see it in anything with bullying and not the quote-unquote bullying that we talk about in the media, but more of just like in a sense of alpha males and alpha females that when you put a certain number of people together, no matter what, even if they all start off as equal, somebody is going to have to take the lead at some point. And when they take that lead, they're going to want to be compensated. And the way their compensation comes in in our society is with money. It can come in in multiple different ways. It doesn't always have to be money, but it's there. So that's my little thing on money, right? And here's where I go with why I need money. Why I need money? Pay my bills. <laughs> Accomplish my dreams and help others. I, I, I hate that help others is not first on my list, but honestly, like, if it was first on my list and all truth to everyone and you should feel the same, you should understand what I'm saying. If it was top of my list, then I would be working as a non-for-profit. I have a non-for-profit. I support a non-for-profit. I'm happy to help. I'm happy to give donations. But my dream is to own a Lamborghini and drive it. My dream is to have a beautiful home and be able to share it with friends and family. My dream is to have nice things. And my dream is to also have nice things, but be able to share it with people that don't have nice things and be able to give them what I want, to give them, you know, hope. And um, I believe that if, you know, with what I'm trying to start, that I'm going to be able to do that. So uh, I don't know what I can use out of this podcast. I think there was some good stuff in there. Um the crazy part is I have to go back and listen to all of this stuff, relive all of these moments and edit it down to a good show. Or maybe I can pay an editor to do that. I mean, that's part of the plan is to get editors, to get a staff, to get a team, to, to pay them to do this kind of stuff. Anyway, I'm going to sign off. I have a meeting now for the membership committee. I'm on the executive board for the Chamber of New Paltz. And we have an executive, we have a membership meeting this morning to talk about membership and what we can do to help increase membership. I might offer to record our session. Uh, We'll find out. All right. Well, signing off. Thanks for listening, everyone. (laughs) Bye. All right. I think I'm recording my fourth episode. I don't know if I can keep up on how many, well, forget all that. Michael, today is what? Today is October 20-something. <laughs> it's probably another day of the week, right? Today is October 28th. 
and I am looking for sponsorship for my basketball league. I have a basketball league that plays from March, from November to March, and I'm looking for sponsors. So I'm going around knocking on doors for that. Probably very similar to what I'll be needing to do for my podcasts and media company. I have been listening to a show called Startup, which started in 2014, and I'm currently listening to it now. The guy basically started a media company, very similar to what I wanted to do back then, and sold it for $200 million. That makes me anxious to think about about building a company that can sell for $200 million. I feel like all I'm trying to do is build a company and a business that is sustainable and that can yield an income for me and my family for the rest of our lives. It doesn't have to be a $200 million company, but if it is, awesome. But I don't want the anxieties that go with it. Think about that sometimes. Today, I'm recording my podcast, even though it's 61 degrees and, well, not beautifully sunny out, but at least beautiful out, but I wanted to make the commitment of recording a podcast on a daily basis. I haven't been doing it over the weekend, but daily at least during my weekly commute to and from work. So I shut my window and I am recording. Something I figured to talk about today would be how... I am deciding to transform from a meat eater to a vegan and to give you a little perspective as to how challenging that could be for me. I am the type of meat eater that believes a steak should be eaten bloody. I love steak, love lamb, I love pork, I love chicken, I love my meat, I love salami, I love cold cuts, I really love my meat. And I love everything that meat's associated with, in, at least in the kitchen, such as the dairy products like milk, eggs, and cheese are probably some of my most favorite foods to eat and really hard to think of getting rid of, especially since growing up, I was always taught that those dairy items were probably the most important and healthiest meals of my day. And to think that eggs are no longer going to be a part of my day going forward in my life makes me a little sad and also makes me wonder what am I going to substitute it for. I eat, currently I eat four eggs in the morning. Might sound like a lot. I do exercise, I work out, and it's a lot of protein and I need the protein in order to sustain a healthy body and muscle mass. Not that I'm Not that I'm your top physical specimen in terms of that, but I'm in pretty decent shape and I'm a good athlete. And I just don't know what I would substitute. So right now I substitute some of my chicken-based meals with black beans or some sort of bean. But to think that I'd have beans for breakfast, beans for lunch, and beans for dinner just doesn't sound as healthy as it's supposed to be. I do have a nut mix for lunch, so that makes it easier. And I have slowly been transitioning into it. So I cut out meat for lunch a long time ago. I mean, not that I won't have it. If I go out to lunch with somebody, I'll have a chicken or some kind of meat-based sandwich, of course. But on a regular basis, if I'm eating on my own, I typically will have a mixed thing of nuts. 
but I'll also have yogurt. Yogurt is also a major component in my diet. I'll eat Greek yogurt with flaxseed and all sorts of other stuff. And now I'm saying I'm going to cut yogurt out. And I just don't know what I'm substituting all of these dairies and meat products with. And I know that there's diets out there and meal plans and all that other stuff. I'm just talking logically. I'm just talking as a, just a regular person, right? You walk into a supermarket and you know what you're going to buy. You don't have to go on to some like food digest and some diet or some sort of website to figure out what you're going to buy and eat. You just go in and you go down a chicken aisle and you buy chicken and you go down the egg aisle and you buy eggs and you go get bread and you get milk and you get some vegetables and you get some fruits and there you go. You have your week set up for yourself. But when you decide that you're going to start eating vegan or at least start working on becoming a vegan. So what I mean by that is I don't I know what a vegan is. So let's let's understand that I am using the word vegan very loosely, like extremely loosely. Vegans don't even have leather belts or anything like that. And I'm not going to go down the vegan path because I'm sure I can get corrected on that. And that's not what the point of this is. The point is, is that loosely based vegan down the road for myself. And I know that that might be a year, two years, five years from now. I, I don't know when it will be, but I'm trying to start the path there. And what I'm saying is that it is hard. It's hard to just walk in a grocery store and go, okay, this is what I'm going to eat for breakfast. This is what I'm going to eat for lunch. This is what I'm going to eat for dinner. It's all vegan and it's all healthy and it's not boring, bland, or gross. I had a tofu, I had a tofu taco the other day and I think it was gross. Like I'm trying to think like if it was just me, if it was that I'm not used to it, I really just think it was gross because the texture was just weird. It was mushy. It was like there was the only flavor that there was was from the sauce. So in other words, I guess tofu doesn't have its own flavor. And not that the sauce was bad. I mean, it was edible. It just wasn't good. And I only eat things that don't taste good. So I got to figure this all out. Um, well, that's what I have for us today. I just got to the office. I got a quick commute. I'm very lucky. Um, so thanks for listening. And I'll catch you on the next podcast. Bye. Hudson Valley Basketball, Week 5. Happy New Year, HVBA ballers. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. NHL Hall of Fame great, Wayne Gretzky. And some hit 100% of the shots they take. The 2020 HVBA season opened with a game that went down to the wire. An obscene shooting performance. And a gym full of spectators. The winners of these games brought their opponents' weaknesses to light. They pounced on every loose ball and made shots that were unlikely to drop. Well, unlikely for some. Game 1. Hudson Aleworks versus P&Gs. There is an understated rivalry between these two teams. Brother versus brother. Employer versus employee. And local bar versus local brewery. Okay, the last one's a stretch. But if Mike from P&G's and Josh from Hudson Aleworks are listening, there's something here. 
The entire game had multiple lead changes and ties. Players would look to the scorer's table to find out who's winning. Hudson Aleworks closed out the first half. The momentum was in their favor. The plays were pandering to their fans. An over-the-shoulder no-look pass from Danny to Chris for an easy lay-in. A step-back three for Jamal and a huge rip from Krimi would lead you to believe that Hudson Aleworks was on their way to a W. Consistency. All the flashy plays didn't distract Yos and the game plan set forth by P&Gs. They were consistent in their attack. Joe unselfishly assisted players on his team, creating opportunities for his shooters to come to life. They hit multiple 15-footers, and Bo warmed up his arm to drain four big threes. Taking the lead. 13 minutes left, 43-44. to 44. 10 minutes left, with a score of 53 all. Yos buries a big three for the lead. A bit of back and forth continued, but the momentum Hudson Aleworks had built came to a halt. PNGs is back on the board with a win. Game two, Premier Contracting versus Du Bois Farms. Premier has been on a tear, turning their regular season around from previous years. They have more regular season wins this season than the last two combined. Although down two key players, they came into this game prepared to walk away unscathed. Mandia and the gang came out shooting. Mandia and the gang came out shooting well and doing all the fundamentals that would make a coach like Tommy Rossi proud. Du Bois Farms is also an underdog from years past, and they have set out to set the record straight. If there is an underdog that will come out on top, they want it to be them. Teamwork makes the dream work. Du Bois Farms is surrounded by talented players. However, their greatest weakness arises when they stop playing as one. Tonight, they played as one. They moved the ball to find the open man. Cheese, a well-known scorer, passed up shots to record four assists that led to Jamaica's six three-pointers on the night. Jamie had this to say, I don't need to score if he shoots like that. The boys' farms came up big with a win that put them in a three-way tie for first place. Game three, Fleet Auto Service versus Performance Sports and Wellness. Yikes. I've heard of players playing out of their mind. I've heard of players shooting so well, the rim looks like a giant ocean. But to witness it was incredible. Now, if that was one player, it may have been something performance, sports, and wellness could overcome. But when it's two players, now that makes it impossible. Fleet Auto Services' Brad McDuffie and Jason Irish shot nearly 100% in the first half. Both of them only missing one shot each in the half. They built such an impressive lead that they didn't need to score in the second. Although they did. McDuffie recorded six threes and four buckets to finish the first half with 26 points, while Irish closed the half with three threes and three buckets to add 15 points to the halftime score of 57-18. to 18. Performance Sports and Wellness took it in stride. They decided to take this opportunity 
opportunity to practice persistence and perseverance. Understanding that overcoming a 30-point deficit in this game would be damn near impossible. They worked on their offensive strategies for future games and getting everyone involved. At the scorer's table, checking in for performance sports and wellness. 6-1, guard, out of New Paltz, New York, number 33, Rhett Feather Wires. No sooner did he check in, but his first shot down low was a swish. He went on to record four points on the night, an accomplishment for anyone coming off of a shoulder injury on their shooting arm. Everyone in the gym was elated for him. Some blue-collar grit. Fleet's group of Teamsters down low prevented any easy lay-ins. They made sure every rebound and putback was theirs. Kyle helped close out the second half and bring Fleet to only its second win of the season. Thanks, everybody, for listening and looking forward to a great season and championship playoff round coming up soon.